offering information for your mind, enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sabbath School U. It is a brand new year, brand new season, brand new format. So I'm excited to be here, but I'm not here by myself. My name is Elroy Byam, but with me, I have Rich, I have Vanessa, and I have Gina. So we're going to have an awesome discussion today. I'm excited. I hope you are as well. But before we get into that discussion, we must have prayer. And with that, Vanessa, can you pray for us today? Sure, I will. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for allowing us to be here. And Holy Spirit, we invite you to help us have a discussion that will make us um, grow in our relationship with you and our relationship with others. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And so we are talking about a crisis in heaven, uh, but not just a crisis in heaven. There's a lot of, you know, crisis happening today. But let's take it back for a little bit. Crisis in heaven, there are some characters at war here and some characters at play. Uh, what are some of these characters? Well, or who, I should say. We have the Trinity mm -hmm. and the angels. Mm -hmm. And, and we have Satan, of course. Oh, boy. Was he Satan, right? But he wasn't Satan back in the day. He had another name. What, what was Lucifer. that name? Lucifer. Lucifer. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk more about this Lucifer guy. I mean, we're familiar with Satan, right? But, right. but Lucifer, a lot of people may not be too familiar with, with this guy. Mm -hmm. uh, what were some of his characteristic, characteristics? I, when I think of Lucifer, I think of how, how talented he was how skilled he was. The Bible talks about his splendor and his beauty and how much he was able to do. And I, and I think of people that I've met in real life. I'm from New York City. I've met some celebrities. And you, you're kind of dazzled by their abilities and, and their beauty. And that's what I think of when I think of Lucifer. Hmm. And yeah, Lucifer was often known as, you know, this um, bearer of light. Yes. Uh, light bearer, if you will. And some of the celebrities you said you talk about that you've met in New York, we call them stars, right? Right. right. So in a sense, he was almost like the star. Right. 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 I had never thought of it that way, but yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's just interesting when you think about that, you know, reference to him as a star. Um, I wonder how other angels interacted with him. Hmm. Um, was it did they recognize his position amongst them, or was it kind of like, oh, he's just another one of us? Or was there some kind of like, yo, like, Lucifer's down the street? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, to me, I think he was that dude. You know, yeah. I think Lucifer was just that guy that, you know, everyone, I think he was probably fun to be around. Sure. I mean, this guy was, was beautiful. He was perfect, mm -hmm. right? So let's, uh, in today's world, if Lucifer had a, a profile page, like a Facebook profile page, what do you think would be on it? Likes. Likes, likes right? A lot, of, a lot of likes, thing. right? <laughs> right. He probably he was the minister of music uh, in heaven, right? Yeah. So he probably had a SoundCloud. Right. Yeah. He's like, yeah. check out my latest song. Latest album. Yeah. I Spotify. Like he was the COO, like C -O -O. the chief wow. operating mm. officer. Like mm. this is how our worship is going to operate. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and and it's interesting to me that the heaven was perfect, and their relationships were good relationships, healthy relationships, but there was hierarchy. There was leaders, special, almost like a like a specialist or a consultant would be today. It's kind of like, 
no matter how professional you are, there's somebody who knows more about it and you kind of follow their lead. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. So yeah. Satan had some, oh, excuse me, Lucifer had some <laughs> <laughs> position. He wasn't Satan yet, but right. he had some yeah. position in heaven, some status. Right. I mean, so in a sense, he was the man, you know, next to God. Sure. So what happened? I mean, this, this powerful guy, he, like what happened to him over time? Well, um, scripture, two references, Ezekiel 28 and Isaiah 14, kind of give us some insight into what happened. In fact, let's go to Isaiah 14. Let's do it. Um, and check out what Isaiah says there. It's an interesting um, passage of scripture, one that I've grown to appreciate. Isaiah chapter 14. Um, and let's look at verse 12. Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 12. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of congregation on the farthest sides of the north. Verse 14 continues, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. So here we have a little insight into what might have begun to happen that I think as he began to receive maybe adoration or maybe just congratulatory remarks from his fellow angels that he kind of looks upward and says, you know, I can only come so far, but I've never really been invited up there. Mm. And he might have, you know, wanted to go a little higher. Mm. And that's, right. where, that's where things like the pride and the jealousy set in mm -hmm. and we realize how such, such a fundamental feeling can can kind of tear you down. It starts as a little thing and then it dominoes and it catches a little bit more momentum and then from there you're you're pretty much done. Right. Because and all the all the verbs in those verses yes. mm -hmm. are ascend, exalt, yep, right. rise, like this idea that as we already said, he already had status, but for some reason instead of of appreciating his place and loving God and in that role, his, he was like, I want a higher role. Like, I'm high, but I could be this high. Sure. Mm. It wasn't enough for him. It's, it's bizarre to me. Like, right. <laughs> it's amazing, Vanessa, that you said, you know, you look at the directional terms, ascend, yeah. most high, mm -hmm. but it begins how you fall. Fallen, right, right. <laughs> and we are introduced with fallen, but then it's like the reason you fell is because you want to go higher. Those aspirations. Mm. Those aspirations. Ironic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's tough. It almost seems like, parental language like God is looking at him like oh my son like you've yes. fallen like almost like I loved you but you you, you you went a little bit too far you know in your right. in your thinking um but I love the fact that God gives us the gift of free will sure you know so um, speaking of free will and, and a crisis in heaven what happens I think when we tend to abuse that gift that God has given us I feel like it's it go it's deeper than that like my thing is and I, I don't want to use the term, but for lack of a better phrase, uh, to be devil's advocate. Oh, boy. If God gives me free will, then am I really free? He has to give it to me. He can decide to give it to me or not. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like this idea. The concept of freedom in this lesson is really interesting to me. Wow. Because wow. I don't, you know, if the angels had their roles and they had their orders, and they, were they free? Like, my, like, I'm free to do what you want me to do, and if I don't do what you want me to do, then I'm rebelling. Like, what, what kind of freedom is that? Well, there's a difference. We're all free here, right? right? But all of a sudden, if I decide to flip this entire set, mm -hmm. you know, then what might happen to the show? I don't know. All of a sudden, you know, 
Um, I choose to lose my mind. We're, we're all free here. The right. thing, I think what happens here in this crisis in heaven is that there, there are consequences, you know, for our actions. And so when you speak about the directional terms, um, mm -hmm. fallen from heaven, ascend yeah. to heaven, the minute Lucifer started thinking about that uh, in his heart, he started to abuse that free will, so to speak, meaning he was starting to approach a, a consequence, I think, for going too far in a certain direction. Uh, I actually think about a movie, uh, and I was talking with the producer about this earlier, I was thinking about a movie, uh, The Lion King, and oh, classic. where, where Mubasa classic. is talking to Simba, they're looking over the horizon, and uh, Simba's looking over, he's like, you can do whatever you want, you know, within this kingdom. Just don't go over there. And yeah, and right. Simba's like, but dad, what about that shadowy place? And he's like, that's beyond our borders, you right. just never go there, right? But what happens, you know, he, he ventures out a little bit, and mm -hmm. so he starts to have a little bit more of that knowledge of, oh, wow, not everything is safe, you know, in, in this particular realm. So It's interesting you yeah. mentioned the word consequences, and this is the thought that came to mind, Vanessa, mm -hmm. when you were, you know, exploring this concept of freedom. I'll never forget when I was either fifth or sixth grade, um, and one of my classmates just kind of blurts out, you know, I don't want to do this homework. I'm tired of it. Fifth and sixth grade, right? I'm just tired <laughs> of it. Um, and the teacher responds to this particular uh, classmate of mine, and she says, well, you know, you don't have to do it. No one's forcing you to do this homework. And everybody in the class was kind of like, wait, what is she saying? Like, yeah. we don't, yeah, yeah, we don't yeah, have yeah. to do yeah. this homework. No, yeah. But of course, she didn't stop there. She was like, just know that, you know, consequences will follow for whatever you do or don't do. I can only grade you based on what you do or don't do. Sure. And so she was affirming, you know, the freedom that this little fifth or sixth grader had not to do the homework. But she was also affirming her right as teacher to grade accordingly. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you can do it, you don't have to do it, I'm not forcing you to, but know that in the final analysis or judgment, it will be based on what you do. And I think that that is the, those are at least two components that um, must be joined together in the discussion of freedom, that um, God has given us the freedom of choice, um, but he has not left us to wonder, well, if I do this, or if I don't do that, he says, no, there will be you know, consequences. And, and that's what just came to mind when you thought about that. And that's kind of helped me process it. And then, uh, Rich, what you just said kind of triggered something, an idea. Um, and if you do, you take it back and you see all those different situations from far, far away, I guess, and what you were saying, the whole Mufasa reference, um, these, el these older, I guess, people telling the younger one, you know, you have to do this, and if you don't, there are consequences. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times, maybe as, as the young people that we are, we don't necessarily see what lies ahead. So these, I guess, guidelines or doing the homework, as you would say, right. are, are helping us kind of avoid falling into problems. Wow. Doing your, you do your homework, you're going to get an education. You don't go into the dark, you know, lands or whatever, and, and then safe. you'll be safe. You're right. not going to get hurt. You don't know what's out there. These, this, this whole idea of follow what, what is being told might end up being for your own good because you don't see it at first, but afterwards, in the end, after everything's happened, you say, wow, you know, it was really good that I had that, you know, someone tell me that because now I know and, you know, nothing bad happened to me. But I feel like we're talking about earth and the lesson is crisis in heaven. Mm -hmm. And this is all after the fact. This is all after the fall and this is all after sin. And my thing is, for me, what I've been explained, a good way that was said to me once was the whole issue is whether or not a created being is going to act independently of his or her creator. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I feel like 
if perfect beings can sin, then the sin itself is not really the issue. The issue is the relationship. If everything is perfect and something goes wrong, then what hope do we have? Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like I can learn from Lucifer to not to choose not to whatever uh, sinful nature I have inside me that wants to act independently of God instead of hating my dependence on him, be grateful for everything that he's given me, everything that he's made me because he's the creator and I'm not. And that's a beautiful thing wow. that I can depend on him. That is beautiful. Wow, it's really beautiful. So it's, yeah. it's not just a crisis of heaven, then I guess it's a, there's a crisis in the heart, yeah. in all of our hearts Definitely. when it comes to relationships. Huh? Right. And I mean, it says, I think in Patriarchs and Prophets, um, it's, it states God doesn't take pleasure in forced obedience. Right. He doesn't. He doesn't want us to do something that we don't want to do, and and that like uh, Vanessa was saying, that relationship is what is the at core. It's the core. Mm -hmm. And if you have that relationship, you're set. <laughs> I mean, it's taken care of. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. I think one of the most dangerous games you can play is the what if game. You know, right. say you're in a relationship with someone. And you know, things are going well, but then after a while, you're going through the doldrums and all of a sudden it's just like, well, what about him? Well, what about her? Wait, wait, wait. Can we stop for one second? What sure. are the doldrums? Can I, can I we? I mean, these are, this <laughs> is the doldrums. The doldrums, right? these are just the daily goings-ons. You like, know what? If, like if things are too good mm -hmm. or things are too, are not. Right, normal. so uh, can we reach that point in a relationship with God where things are just too, Normal, and then we start getting like you sound like you're saying travieso, like a mischievous kind of mind. Like we're bored, and idle hands just end up being curious about what's out there. Hmm. Well, maybe hmm. Lucifer was bored. I mean, maybe he was just tired of singing the eight, twelve. I don't know whatever part wow. harmony. <laughs> Let's explore that. You know, is it possible? As as Vanessa's already suggested, that he was a perfect being in heaven, and this perfect being now. Um, kind of becomes the catalyst to, you know, historically the greatest mess ever, right? Mm. right. And can he get bored in heaven? Um, can he get bored being perfect? Can he get bored with, mm. you know, wearing flowing robes and lights and right, rubies? Saying, you know what I mean? Is the outward action? Right. We're not hearing about his vertical relationship with God. So there you mm. go. Mm. And if that is impacted, then I think you can get bored. And mm. the person that comes to mind is David. Now, David is one of my favorite biblical personalities, and one of the things I struggle with is this big fall, this, this, mm -hmm. this encounter with Bathsheba, because I'm saying, oh, man, you know, how could this happen? Je Goliath, you know, war, songs, mm -hmm. fame, you know? She must have looked. <laughs> Outward <good>. things. <laughs> and I think what might have happened with David could help us understand what happened with Lucifer is you can become so intoxicated on your own successes and your own, you know, trail or whatever, mm -hmm. or your resume, that you can lose sight of the relationship. And it's like, okay, I want to develop a relationship with the trappings. Mm -hmm. I want to develop a relationship with the gifts. I want a relationship with the applause. And slowly but surely, to mm -hmm. use set language, the producer fades into the background, the director is lost sight of, and now all of a sudden it's just like, look at this cup. <laughs> this is a nice cup. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. yeah. Who gave you this cup? I forgot, but it's a nice cup. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. that, I think that is potentially what could have happened up there. It's like, man, I don't want to be in a relationship with God. I want to be God. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because mm -hmm. oh, God gets all the glory. Yeah, mm -hmm. why does he get all the glory? Because I feel like that in the language of the in the Bible and it, in his character, what he wants 
is to have what God has. Mm. And, and and what you just said was amazing. Like I'm gonna remember that forever because <laughs> that was amazing. Because it's true. Like he wanted to he wanted to have the effects, the God effect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even though he's question? not God. Does God have a level of freedom that we don't have? In other words, can God exercise his godness in a way that was attractive to Lucifer? So Lucifer right. recognized he had right. a degree of freedom, but he also recognized that this freedom is exercised within some boundaries that God has, in pla has right. placed. Right. But it doesn't seem like God has to observe these boundaries. But this, Does he have that? I don't, I don't even think it was a matter of boundaries. I think okay. it's just a matter of wanting what you don't have. All right. Like, you know, as humans, we're never really satisfied. If you had $10 million and $10 million was good enough for you to, um, for you for, to satisfy you for the rest of your life. Sure. And you're looking over your neighbor's yard and your neighbor has 100 million. And you're like, man, I wonder what he's doing with those 100 million. Right. And you know there are a lot of people out there like that that are really thinking about that. Like, yeah. even though I, I'm wealthy, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's never enough. Yeah. And I think that was what it was. With, but with I think that's, I, yes, I would say yes. Mm -hmm. that, is the, that is the central issue. Mm -hmm. that, that at some point, Lucifer had enough space in his mind to get to this, this thought. Yeah. Mm. I can ascend very, very, very far, but no matter how far I ascend, I have a limit and God doesn't. Right. Mm. I, I, I can get um, compliments from my peers, but sure. they're not worshiping me mm. the way they're worshiping God. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, uh, that's, oh, that's a, and didn't, yes. isn't that what he said to Jesus in the desert? He wants that's worship. Right. Mm. He yes. wants worship. Mm. And it's like, we we have to understand oh. everything. Pride is a very complex <laughs> thing. Are you okay? <laughs> oh man, that was beautiful. What a thought. Compliments, but not worship. Hmm. Hmm. It's Join us next time. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know we can stop right there, right? No, please don't oh. go away. Please don't stop right now. We're still continuing. But, <laughs> but I, I, I have a question for us in terms of just what, do you ever not feel free in your relationship with God? Do you ever not feel free? And how do you, like from the Bible, how do you get yourself out of that? Like I get in a funk sometime where I'm like, because God is, I'm in a relationship with him that is sanctifying and, and purifying sure. my character. And I have these moments where I'm like, maybe Lucifer was right. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like sometimes I feel like the, the test that I have to go through um, I'm not, I'm not free because it says obedience. If you love me, you'll obey me. Mm. So how, how do you, do you, do you uh, understand my question? How do you, mm -hmm. what do you do if you ever feel that way? That's a powerful well, question, Vanessa. That's <laughs> probably where faith, I guess, comes into play. Right. Okay. I mean, right. not to sound too cliche, but you know, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, right? It's mm -hmm. said in Hebrews and and so we're, this is a war where we can't necessarily see everything that's going on around us. We just have to trust that what we read and what we've heard and what we've seen and experienced is enough uh, to um, propel us, you know, um, further on, um, you know, into the kingdom eventually. Yeah. And so, yeah, I really think it's a, a faith journey. We're not going to understand the whole thing, Vanessa. I mean, you know, it, and it's tough. I get it. You know, we're yeah. going to go through a lot of uh, dangerous, dark places, but we have to understand that there, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that one of the probably most rehearsed psalms, Psalm 23, um, shed some light. Yea, though I walk through mm -hmm. the valley of the shadow mm -hmm. of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Um, thou art with me does not dispel the darkness or the shadow. It's still there mm -hmm. too, but it's mm -hmm. like, even when that's there, I'm also here. Mm -hmm. And every day we have a choice whether to be enamored with the shadows of death mm -hmm. or to be enamored with the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And those two tensions kind of will be self-maintaining 
throughout our days. There's going to be the shadow of death. There's going to be the times where we feel like, you know, this shadow is so thick that I wonder if God is really here. Mm -hmm. um, particularly, and just to resonate with what you're saying, I too have kind of said, man, you know, I worship this invisible God mm -hmm. that can't be seen. And I'm tasked with, you know, presenting him, kind of spreading his fame, like, well, where is he? Well, he's everywhere, you know, can you see him? Um, you know, in so many ways, yes, in so many ways, no. Um, and that, at times, during low moments in life, I can kind of say, uh, you know, man, is, is it really worth it? You know, like you said, you know, was Lucifer onto something? But that's when um, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, uh, we walk by faith and not by sight. Come on. I think the visual can be at times deceptive, um, but this gift of faith that God has given us, um, as mentioned in Hebrews 11, as Elroy mentioned, um, these clouds of witnesses, people who have had to lay hold to the same thing. Mm. You know, the question that you raised has been, it's interesting, you're just so deep. This is a, a, a thousand, <laughs> yeah. thousands of years this question has been raised, and is it really worth it? Is God really worth it? And the same kind of bedrock has been pointed to faith, you know? And one day I think our faith will be made sight. And, um, yeah. and that's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, we already know what happened to Lucifer. I mean, mm -hmm. he had a name change, right? Satan. So I think... And, a and I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Mm -hmm. I, I think that was my biggest thing. We have this example. Wow. We have a whole depiction of what happened, how it started, what it led to, and all of the, the evil and the, the negative that, it, that came from that. And so for me, it's sure, you know, you can have those moments of weakness where you consider well, you know, is this the right thing? Was he onto something? No, because you can see it here. Like you can see when you go back to the Bible and even in just this, this world that we live in is all a result of those feelings that he was feeling in heaven. And we are all here and we are not in heaven because of that kind of stuff. Hmm. Hmm. You know, there's a passage of scripture that comes to mind that helps me in these moments. It's 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. I was introduced to this passage some years ago, and I often reference it again during times where faith and sight seem to be in conflict. Mm -hmm. um, and it actually hones in on what God's going to do for us. First Peter chapter 5, verse 10, it says, But may the God of all grace, mm. who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Another translation suggests that he will do these things after we've suffered a little while. So that's the promise we have mm -hmm. to hold on to, that God himself, who won't send um, an ambassador in his behalf, he himself will do these things for us um, at the end of a little suffering. So that has encouraged me in times past. Hmm. And another thing that encourages me also, he has told us, he will never test us more than what we can handle. Wow, oh, I love it. He yeah. will never push yeah. us to further than he he knows. Come he on, knows yes. us. Huge, he knows. Yes. He's known us since before we were born. He is never going to put us through a test that we can't get out of. Yes, ma'am. Hmm. So was that applicable for Lucifer then? It was basically Lucifer having those thoughts. Yeah. He had access to God Himself and could have walked right up to Him and said, "God, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is what's going on with me." Help sure. me out. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel this way about you. But would you do that if you have pride? Mm. And that was the root. That was yeah. what started it all. There you go. But yeah, yeah, I mean, what about now, though? Even in, 
in a lot of our Christian churches, you know, what happens when, you know, you have people in these high positions that are esteemed, mm -hmm. you know, and they may be quote unquote ascending, you know, in their minds and they don't even know it, you know? What yeah, no, that? they're ascending, but what are they ascending? Uh -oh. <laughs> it's uh -oh. not whether they are or not. Uh -oh. It's like you're ascending to what? Ascending yeah. to the height you're gonna reach before you fall, you crash, mm. sure. you know what I mean? And, it, and anything concerning to politics, you know, and, and I feel like people, because of that, they're lacking that vertical relationship with God Definitely. in which they understand their identity and their worth. Mm. They try to get it from how they, how they can control or manipulate or, or make other people adore or worship them. Mm. Yeah. And so this even happens in church. You never really know who's, missed, you know, who's not connected with God vertically. Um, unfortunately, it could be anybody. It could be the pastor. It could be the Sabbath school director. It could be anybody. Um, and that is why humility is so important. Mm. Right. Yeah. Have you ever paused to uh, hear the heart of God, as it were, in conversation with Lucifer and Isaiah 14? Um, like Elroy mentioned before, it's almost like a parent. And as I think about it, it's like, yo, God, like, was in love with Lucifer. Because hmm. yeah. now, based on our current understanding, it's easy to read that back into the scenario. Like, there was yeah. always this estranged relationship, this ticking time bomb. It was a matter of time. But no, this was like, these were creator, create, creation, <laughs> creature, I don't know, and they were tight. Mm -hmm. You know, this was God's, like, mouthpiece. Like, hey, man, listen, you know, tell them that church is going to start a little late today. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> you know. Um, all right, I got you. I'll be back. Um, so they had a very nice working relationship, mm -hmm. and I know it's just amazing to know that God's heart even then was still dripping with love, and I think, going to your question that um, Vanessa raised, mm -hmm. that um, had he come to God and been like, yo, God, some strange stuff is going on with your boy, I need some help, mm -hmm. that I don't think God would have been like, well, you need to go handle that and come back to me. Like, well, listen, mm -hmm. let's, let's work this thing out. Um, but again, it was, you could tell that the relationship was in question because I guess he didn't think that he could have come and said that or the pride suffocated him to the point where it's like, no, I'm, I'm too deep, you know, it got the better of him. Mm -hmm. um, Mrs. White in Patriarchs and Prophets, the first chapter, Why Was Sin Permitted, said that he suffered long. Mm. God suffering along with Lucifer, but mm. pride forbade him. Mm. Um, mm. And, you know, you know when you use Old English, it's bad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> forbade. It, it doesn't get worse than forbade, you right. know? And I hope none of us yeah. get there. Mm. No, and when reading the Bible, it's easy to, because it's so compact, the story, mm -hmm. it's easy to think that one thing quickly followed another. We really wow. have no idea mm. how long there was this back and forth and how much time it took for this to rise up. Um, and it's a gradual thing, so, and that's what we we can learn also from Lucifer. It's like that's why we need the daily moment with God. That's why we need to choose God when before we get out of bed in the morning, yes. because it's a gradual breakdown. And God is long suffering, but then there does come a point where there's no there's no more that can be done. Sure, well, it makes sense, and I think God understands that. I think He understands that as humans and giving us the power of free will and free choice. That if we do venture too far out of the light, so on and so forth, then the attention comes to us because without mm. worship, then without worshiping, we're always, I think, going to be worshiping something. Yes, sure. if it's not God, yes. and it's something it's else, else, or it's ourselves, right? And that's how humanity just gets destroyed. It was interesting to me in the lesson. It says it doesn't just distort humanity. Like, sin destroys us. And, and Wow. Yeah. Man, this has been big. I mean, quick, quick, somebody in like a sentence or two. Uh, yeah, what do we take away from this whole lesson of crisis in heaven? Quick summary. Got it, Gina. Oh, humility for me, I mean, 
it's the only way. Pride is what started it all. Um, just to be focused on God and my relationship with Him, focus on Him more every day. You can't focus on Him too much. Hmm. Okay. Never sacrifice the relationship with God for anything. I love it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for participating in this lesson, and thank you, everyone out there, for uh, joining us. If you'd like to hear more about Sabbath School U, visit www.sabbathschool.org, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.